This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Oh, it's been a while, but it's good to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Believe it or not, Series 7, Craig Hutchison, Episode 1. We're back, and the biggest surprise of the off-season, and we don't know where to start today. There's there's Winston Churchill quotes. We've got what is the price of the bread and milk in Australia. We've got Australian cricketing crisis again. We've got the PM soundbiting and photo opportunity his way through life. But the biggest story for me right now is the fact that you are sitting opposite me here in South Bank and not in LA for the Super Bowl. Thanks for reminding me of that, Damo. Hello, FOMO. Galore this week as the Rams take on the Bengals, and I won't be there. I'm here with you. In... What are you doing? No, it's the right thing to do. Too much to do. Too short a time. Since I've got to know you properly and as a friend, you've never missed the Super Bowl. True. Sign of the times. Sign of the times. <laughs> is it the sign of the financial times? Because the ticket's going. The worst ticket right now, last I checked, is about $8,500 US up in the bleachers. Yep. Is that the reason you're not going? It's or is not... it, when you say sign of the times, is it more the. Other side no, of the time. Your bit, business. I've got a lot to do in a short period of time before the season, so I've made a very it's, tough call, Damo. It's never worried you before, Hutchie. Be, I've seen you take off in times of crisis with business before, and you've had your I'm, crew of 60 to 80 over there. But I've not grown this up. Year. <laughs> <laughs> On the deck with everyone this week as we built. Hello, Damo. You, you'll be having FOMO, though, won't you? Uh, massive. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely massive. We've got a group over there on our ballpark entertainment tour, and uh, I'll be living vice Simo over there, is he? I believe he's heading, yes. So I believe he's heading. You, you pay him to work for you. I'm sure, I'm assuming you know. his own race, so I'm, <laughs> I think he's going. Well, I'll be living vicariously through those that are there, but uh, good to be back for Series 7. It's unthinkable that Spotify haven't cancelled us at this stage, so <laughs> it's nice to know we're still on the platform. Well, we're many things. We're not racist, I don't think, and I don't think we deliberately mislead the public. We have... Harry and, opinions. Harry and Megan have not lobbied against us, so that's good while, while taking a check at the same time. So that's that's the good news. Gee, I tell you what, there's been some platforms. And, and Neil Young like, hasn't protested it yet, the singer. There's been, there's been some platforms versus identities over the summer. Oh. It's hard to know where to start. I, I just want to bounce one off, an old favourite off of you. Well, I'm happy for you to, to take the, the cherry yep. here because I reckon there's 15, we've got 15 options for the new ball today. Yep. So if we're Stadler and Waldorf from the Muppets coming out after us, after the summer where we haven't, particularly you haven't contributed much to society, and we're sitting back looking on those down in the gallery who have been in the arena. <laughs> yeah, we've got the sleeves rolled up. and <laughs> We're walking, oh, look, look at these guys down here and what they've been saying. Does it, is anyone, has anyone had a better summer than ScoMo in your mind, don't we? <laughs> well, let, let's start there. Let, let's, you, know, you know I've been... You, you've been defensive, defensive of Defensive of... And, and the role you, of the Prime Minister. I, I've just got this view of this man, that he has got no ability at all to do the job he's doing. And, and that's not necessarily a knock on him, because I don't think he's the first Prime Minister to have that uh, status, Hutchie. But he's taken the view that his old marketing skill set was just yep. going to get him through. And, and, and it got him into the job. It, it got him through maybe the first year of it. Yep. But he is floundering in a way that we I don't think we've ever seen a national leader flounder. And Look, th- this was something, I think, even before Christmas, but this just sums the man up when he dares just to go down this soundbite path every single time. That's what I call shaking, baking the economy. That's what I call shaking, baking those jobs. So, so apart from basically using the, the Dwayne Russell licence on that phrase, Hutchie, there's other phrases all summer. Jabs and jobs was the other yeah, one he's, he's banging out for a long time. We'll get the jabs and we'll get the jobs. I mean, it, there's no substance to this man whatsoever, Hutchie. It's time for a rethink. 
The marketing, Scotty from marketing, he's, he's a 1985 marketer, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it is about 85. He, he's yeah. a mix between Franco Cozzo commercials and uh, the very popular at the time, Crazy John Ads. He's, <laughs> his marketing <laughs> message is out of step with society. And I, I, I was thinking about this on Friday, and can I... I'd like to see both parties do well, and I'd like to see a, a very well-fought election. So I'm not, I'm not one way or the other. But if you were to get up in the morning on Friday, as his advisors, put your, go to the morning uh, meetings, morning prayers at eight o'clock, as they call it, and have a meeting about today and how do we get, what are we going to do today, and how we, how do we react against the text message scandal? Yep. And you know, um, do we? And, and in the past, they've, they've gone to a bunning situation and got we, a kit, and he give him a hammer and a nail, and he will he'll yeah. pretend he's putting together a cubby house for the kids. Do we a put our heads down today and just get through? Do we b try and fast track the international borders announcement and get rolling on that quicker and <laughs> put some good news out? There's or, C coming in there, or do we C? Yes, here we go. Send Scomo down to a hairdresser. Yes, I was waiting. <laughs> a hairdresser, and not only go to a hairdresser, but actually. Cross the line into the area of most uncomfortableness you can possibly imagine by washing a lady's hair. Yeah, I, I would go further than uncomfortable. I would, I, would, I, would go, I would go all the way to creepy. That might be the single dumbest decision yep. I've seen anyone make on behalf of someone they advise. Imagine having his hands on your head. But how did he think that image was going to travel? What? He's, he's, on, he's under, under siege from the Australian public, led by the women of Australia ostensibly who have... Oh, well, with good reason. Who have, with good reason. Once again, there's no substance to anything he's uttering in that space. And, and as we speak, there's, there's a, there's, there are developments in that space with, with what's going on with, with meetings and seminars in, in Canberra this week. And, and yet you, again, he's, he's failing. Why would you put yourself in that position? Because that's what he does, Hachi. Why, why, why would you, why would you when, when shelves were, were empty around the Christmas period, um, photo op again with a big um, fish, a barramundi, which and as he's latched onto this curry thing. He thinks curry's got to cut through onto the market and the boaters. So I've got this barramundi from Humpty Doo in the Northern Territory. Yeah. At the precise time, Hachi, people were photoshopping their own photos out there saying, empty my shelf, shelf is yeah. empty at Coles. Yep. There's, no, there's no fish. I can't even access fish. So I look at the... Uh, betting markets yesterday is about a three dollar outsider to win the election in elbows dollar thirty or dollar forty something like that. Give or take ten cents. It's not as if elbows presenting beautifully either though, is it, Hutchie? And this is no, where well, I will be true to my swinging voter status. Yeah. I've got. I think they're as bad as each other. On the two party preferred yesterday, the first one is about fourteen points behind, and I re- I heard one of the political commentators in the news last night saying no one had ever come back from this far behind, <laughs> this close to an election. Do you know what he needs to do? I think. I don't know whether this – it probably can't save stop, the day. Stop washing women's hair? He is not going to be popular again, I don't think. I don't think he ever was, Hutchie. Well, uh, he, he was last man standing when he got it. Well, he, he would say the quiet Australians who liked him wouldn't put their hand up and say they liked him, got him over the line. He's not going to be popular again. Does He He doesn't need to be popular. He's looking for sound bites and marketing grabs and relatable moments. And all it's doing He's not is, relatable. All it's doing is illustrating his lack of relatability to people. Now, he's made some bad judgment calls on the way. If he just gets hard, it's just got to be like, I don't need you to like me. Just show some leadership. I'm just going to lead the country and yeah. make some hard calls. And you, if, you, if you hate me, hate me. Yeah. He doesn't need to apologise for himself all the time or try and put himself in soft photo shoots. And we've seen That's that. gone. Yeah. He, can't, he can't win that battle. No. He's not going to be warm and fuzzy Scotty for marketing ever again. He needs to get Paul Keating, doesn't he? He just needs to get... But, but at least Paul Keating, again, whatever side of the political fence you were on, at least you knew what he stood for every time he opened his mouth. Get hard. At least you knew what they stand for in the old days. Yeah, I don't know anything you about politics. You have to poli- agree with it. Anything about politics, but we... No, you don't, actually. We, we get a microphone each and we'll say what we please. All he needs to do <laughs> is double down on 
Unemployment's 4%. The country's in, the economy's strong. To start getting on, you know, on script on the things yeah. that he is doing well. All right. All right. We'll put a line through that one now. We'll just go him off the, off the oh, list. Quickly yeah. yeah. oh, on, quickly on that. Yeah. What do you think about the press club charade? Uh, yeah, actually, Wednesday. I'm glad you raised it there because I have got this. Well, to I've got a bit one. to deal with on this. I loathe that form of journalism, Hutchie, that, that deliberate attempt at a gotcha moment. And but it's on scale now. It's like it's like a circus act. They they roll up the speaker on stage, whoever it may be, yep. and the journalists all try and one-up each other with smirks on how they can gotcha. The... And there's an ISO camera on the person asking the question. So, like, he, it's though... so he had about six gotcha questions, yeah. including the... The price of bread and the milk. We'll come to that in a sec. Now, I felt for him on that one, Hutchie, because while I... Would ha- I know what the price of that is. You would have no idea. No and, idea. And, and I don't hold that against the Prime Minister. I don't hold that against you. If you had to hazard a guess at what a price of a loaf of bread would be, where, where would you go? I would have no idea. No, no, but just, where would you go? If you're at live TV, you're the Prime Minister and you've got a – would you – Oh, no, what I would say is – Mr. You... Prime Minister Hutchison, uh, what is the price of a loaf of bread? Well, thank you for asking the question that Ray Martin famously asked Paul Keating and John Howard back then. It didn't influence the election then, and it won't influence it now. If you want a prime minister that spends their yeah. day in a milk bar That's the better answer. checking the price of bread, yep. I'm not your guy yep. or girl. I, I apologise for that, but I'm not dealing with, bad luck. I'm not dealing with micro issues, yep. and nor could I influence them anyway. Do you but, know what the price of a litre of petrol is? No. No. We haven't driven a car for five years. Five years. But here's the other thing. 95% of the population would know the price of bread and milk because they go to the no, supermarket. No, 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 no. 95% do, Hush. <laughs> I, I, I would think I'm out of touch then because I would think you go to the supermarket yeah. and you scan a bunch of items concurrently, not one. No, but people try and get the cheapest option that they favour. That, that's all part of living life he, on a budget. And... What he should have said is, I'm interested in the big things, the macro ideas that drive the economy yep. better and keep us safer. That's his answer. And, and drive inflation down. Yeah. And that, that works across 7,500 items, and yep. they're one of them. And we're absolutely keen to keep every price down we can. Yep. But at the end of the day, I don't know the price of bread or the price of milk, and I know I'm be the Prime Minister that does. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just stand for something. You're not there yeah. to be liked. Yeah. You're there to be respected. Yeah. And the second he- thing is, the, the gotcha on the uh, press gallery... Like that is just people one upping each other oh, now it's, it's, for the for the for the press club drinks. It's for their their mates, their supposed mates in media. Peter Peter Van Onselen. Yep, Onselen. Yep, who's he, he's at a he's at a big summer. High profile Channel Ten oh. reporter. He, he's he's an in auditioning from wants to be on the cast of I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here, that guy. <laughs> Peter, here's a little bit of I don't know Peter, nor should I be offering any advice. But since we're on a roll, Damo, here I go. <laughs> You've come back hard, Hutchie. I'll give you that. He's in the middle of a... You sat on the fence a lot last year, but you've... Geez, Series 7, Episode 1, you're back. He's in the middle of a lawsuit, which Channel 10 are defending him on, which is, you know, it's absolutely the right and prerogative of the... Um, the Organisation. Yep. And the right of the organisation to defend. So let's, yep. who knows where that goes. Yep. Tegan George being the person involved yeah, there. It's, but it's a serious... Very serious. Claim. Yeah. If you have a story of that size that you've been given a text message by a minister with the minister's approval to leak it that suggested that they think the Prime Minister is um, untrustworthy, a liar, dodgy, etc. Psycho, I think is another psycho, word. Psycho, psycho gate. Bring that to me to my news at five o'clock and I'll put it off the top of the news yeah. with our chief political reporter, Pete Onslaught, breaking the story. But you used to like it when Laurie Oakes did it, Hutchie, so you can't have it both ways. You used to love the theatre of Laurie Oakes using the same platform and forum to... to well, let's use the phrase, big note, oneself, in, in front of peers. That that was pure theatre when he did it. 
Peter Van Onsen, with great respect to him, is not Laurie Oaks. He's not in the conversation with Laurie Oaks. Break stories consistently and regularly to the yeah. point where you become an opinionist. And when you become an opinionist, and when you're on do the, you want. when you're playing the last three or four holes of the, of the back nine, which is like when Laurie, he was like Laurie Oaks was, <laughs> that's when you go and run your pageantry and your reputation stands for itself. Don't give my story away at twelve thirty yeah. to everyone in the press gallery just so you can make a name for yourself at my expense. <laughs> is that fair? Yeah. I don't know what, what, what if you bring the story to the news. You know, I Isn't can't. That what you're paid to do. You know, I can't cop scammer, and you know that, Hutchie, and I think our listeners do. But I fell for it. Why, why would you subject yourself to that forum? The, the way it was going to always be run. I, I wouldn't go back. I would because that's his path home. Well, it's not because he's not capable of it. Cop the wax. No, so but, he, but he's got a soundbite in his head that he's trying to get every time. Yeah, he can't get, talk to the soundbites. Yeah. Got to put himself in uncomfortable positions. Got to do the. Yep. Is that all you got, moment at the top of the ship that Jim Carrey did, and just let it, <laughs> let it go? And all right, you right. done with Scomo? Yeah. I'll put a big black text at that through that now. Now I know where they go what's, next. What's Tony Abbott's view on the whole thing, by the way? Who cares? Program? Who cares? Uh, I know where they go. Tennis Australia or cricket Australia? E- equally, they've gone to the tiebreak performances. The, yeah, gone to the tiebreak, haven't they? And, and given you use the tiebreak analogy, there we'll go with Tennis Australia. So again, just for those who may need a quick you refresher, a fair, bit, a fair bit back here. We've all moved on, haven't we, from Novak? You want to leave tennis? What, what, well, I might, I, might, I might come at it more from, from a Craig Tiley and a Jane Hardlicker perspective, Hutchie, the, the CEO and, and, and chairperson of the board, of, of the Board of Tennis Australia. I, I, that organisation, I think more than any other organisation, loves it and, and, and is everywhere when the news is good. That organisation, I think more than even Cricket Australia – will absolutely go to ground when it's not good. I mean, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't jump over headlines that, that Craig Tolley self-generated over the previous 10 to 12 years and, and deserving of 98% of them, but just not seen over this whole issue. I, I still don't know what his opinion is on the Novak Djokovic, let, let alone what his what, what he's, uh, board and, and, and organisation's stance on it was. Did you read the statement they put out on day three or day four, kind of half defending the actions? Of course, yeah, and they, yeah. and they've got the board's got the full support of Craig Tyler, or Craig well, Tyler got the full support of the board. Of course, quite, he does. Was, they they, they told him to do it. Wasn't quite that strong. If you're going to put out a statement, go hard or don't bother. Yep, you got to be staunch, emphatic, double down, or you or you don't bother. You can't put out a flimsy as we all do every year. We'll review things after it's all said. <laughs> yeah, done. yeah. It doesn't well, cut the mustard. But once the tournament's completed, we'll we'll uh, launch a review. Yeah, good on you. Like you, you've got to be in, or you have got to be out. Um, it wasn't. Uh, it was. It was. A, it was ham-fisted. It was a sham. I suspect the balance of power will shift between state government and AO, and obviously the federal government and AO, because they probably had the run of the street for a long time. Yeah, they did. And yeah, having seen that firsthand, they, their, their power in that in that neighbourhood is enormous. Yep. And that I think will change a little bit. State are uh, their customer. Don't forget, they're their number one client. But correct. It feels to me like the client relationship's a bit back to front. So. And they then um, they then absolutely lucked out and had one of the greatest tournaments of sport, not just tennis, of all time. Couldn't have finished any better. Ash Barty winning and then yeah. and then Rafa Nadal doing what he yep. did to, to sort of present as the everyone's good guy against the you know most people's bad guy who wasn't even playing in the end. It, yeah. it, it, the storylines, like they couldn't have scripted the way the two weeks for unfolded, but cr- they didn't deserve to have that as the outcome with the way they mismanaged, well, I feel, and, and, and were out of their own depth when they were trying to deal with the thing that they actually needed to half control. They made one giant blue. It's symbolic, isn't it, of the power of individuals in tennis versus the you know, individuals call the shots. Yeah. He's a powerful individual. And if he was 23 in the world, he's yeah. not even on the plane, is he? But in the end, I think 
despite the mess, it ended the it ended the way we all thought or wanted it to. Wanted it to. Yeah. And one more before we put a line through the, the tennis conversation uh, in the last three months, actually two months. Uh, how's the science attached to fifty percent of crowds only until about day, or whatever it was. Let's go with seven or eight. Then miraculously. Out of nowhere, just a quick statement, uh, 65% as Ash got on a roll and as Rafa got on a roll. And then it got to 80% two days before the women's final. And in every single game that um, Kyrgios and, and Kokonakis played, it was 120%. There were people standing in the aisle. So I love the science attached to all those decisions. Made as the tournament crescendoed yeah. and reached its high point and tickets were still being sold and, the and they were being sold early. I went to the Socceroos across the road. They had 27,000 full house, 100%. So, like, it's – I know you're a cynic. But well, I am, actually, way, yeah. Just explain was, that. Was it initially attached to the fact that ticket sales were a bit slow? Was it initially edicted that 50% was the – the limit because that's all they sold to that point. And then Ash got in a roll and Rafa got on a roll. And oh, Can I play uh, the role of Damo for a sec here for a bit of fun? I think you, there's a lot of you in, a lot of me <laughs> in you, and you just don't like to admit it. I think you've, you're you changing your promo. ways, Hachi. Yeah. Let me just <laughs> yeah. a, little, a little bit of a maths exercise. Quite right? come out uh, smoothly. A little bit of maths. The NBL through the holidays. Yep. Cases here, there, everywhere. Who, who, which team are you supporting? And now it was it was the Don't get off topic, team, and now it's the Perth. Yeah, okay, so you're back in Perth now. Yeah, you bought the Perth. You know, 50, 60, 70 percent of the league COVID cases by the by the reports. Not not that I know, but what they've announced along the way of games cancelled, etc. Yeah, big bash about the same. You, you talk about people, uh, the athletes affected, um, infected by COVID. Did you say? Is it? The, yeah, yeah. People who miss games. Uh, let's go with fifty. But yeah, call 50, it, 60, call, call it fifty if you want to be conservative. Yep. So of the big bash teams, you know, 120 players, 60 COVID of the NBL teams, you know. Yep, yep. Broad Ten- numbers. Tennis Australia at the same, ostensibly the same time, maybe a week later in fairness, yep. bought three and a half thousand people to Australia for the Open. How many cases did they have in two <laughs> weeks? <laughs> it's a bit like the NFL, isn't it? They, they just stopped testing. How, how many cases did they have? Well, I didn't hear one. <laughs> didn't hear one. Right, right. No. So is it possible that you could be 50 out of 100 over here in Sport 1, 50 out of 100 in Sport 2, and none out of 3,500 in Sport 3 at the same time? But if I'd have raised that, you would have said, stop being cynical and sceptical. <laughs> Team sport, care about others. Team sport, care about others. Yeah. Individual sport, all about me. I don't know. There's, some, there's, a, there's, a, there's something in there somewhere. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm going to give you the new ball now with cricket because I know you've got some views on... Oh, before we, Just before we move off the tennis, gonna... as... Someone who's been subject to a hot mic before, of course, the famous sounding board boat. <laughs> Could have gone south for us, let's be honest. We only just got through that day. We've got a problem here. Um, Howard Sun read it on page three. Is it a thing? Yeah. Oh, he didn't say anything, but you could. You were on a boat. You were on a boat outside the Whit Sundays, and you were trying to not let even me know in the conversation. That's where you were. Beck and Mike Amor had the similar moment. You're, you're friends with Beck, obviously. You spoke yeah, to us shortly after to give us some media advice. Have, have we... <laughs> Um, I, I love this. I, you know I love Beck and, and I love everything about Beck, but I love her more after, after this, Hachi. Whatever way you look at it, Novak Djokovic is a lying, sneaky asshole. Like whatever way you look at it, it's yeah. unfortunate that, that everybody else stuffed up around him. That, that's it. Summarise it pretty well. I love that. <laughs> Don't you think that'd be a great T-shirt? Lying, sneaky asshole. If you saw a lying, sneaky T-shirt, and, and the pause after lying and sneaking, yeah, I'll say it. 
I loved it. <laughs> and the beauty about that for Beck and Mike is I reckon they just went up in the eyes of every single person. Relatable. Every yep. single person. This, again, they could have said anything in those moments. Oh, lucky. <laughs> Having, yeah, like we've all... I reckon we've got to do something with that. I, I think we need to get a segment around the lying, sneaking. Well, well, could, lying, sneaky could be a topic, right? Don't, yep. you, don't you think? Lying, sneaky. It's going to win us more friends if we go down this path, Hutchie, this year. But we've got yep. effectively none to begin with. Now, where are we going next? Oh, cricket. Yep. As the, as the one-time... Um, <laughs> Here we go. Sheffield Shield. You would, would have covered Langer in his early days. I did, actually. In fact, in fact I, I, I wrote one of the very early stories about Justin Langer because Simon O'Donnell, your man, our man, he once said when they, neither had played a, a test match for Australia, he said he was still captaining Victoria. And, and I still remember him saying it in an, in an interview. Justin Langer will bat three for Australia for 10 years and Dustin Martin will bat four for Australia for 10 years. Dustin Martin? Damien Martin, sorry. Damien. <laughs> and in the end, Justin Langer ended up being one of the great openers. But at the time, in his first test match, he was a number three and Damien was Martin really was still the best batsman I think I've seen. a necessary story in session. I was just setting up the story that you okay, one time. I did get to report. And that, that's a fair point. Yep. No, that's a fair point. Um, I lost my train of thought. And he ruined no, but I just wanted to endorse Simon O'Donnell's views on cricket. These, these two guys are about 17 at the time. Whose side are you on? Team Langer? Which is the old boys? Yep. Or CA and the young guys? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm old boys on this one. Absolutely yep. old boys. Mount and and I, I feel like like the old boys do. Um, sorry for Justin Langer uh, on behalf of Cricket Australia and Australian cricket in, in general because he more? was there to do a job, Hutchie, and he was there to clean up the rubbish that was allowed to happen from Sandpaper Gate. And, and, and as, as we tell this story and as we have our reflections on this story and our own opinions on this story – they never, ever, ever properly publicly addressed Sandpaper Gate. It was wrapped up in a little bow. There, there, were, there was the Steve Smith's problem. It was uh, Davey Warner's problem. And it was uh, Cam Bancroft's problems. And, and guess what? The bowlers who benefited from the ball being scratched up didn't know anything about it. Didn't, <laughs> lo and behold, knock me over the feather. No, nothing about it. The same bowlers, Pat Cummins included, who I've loved until this period, has controlled the strings controlled the play of this in a, I reckon, a very, very ordinary way. Is that a fair take on it? So is your, is your main problem with the decision itself or the way they treated him? Uh, all of it. All yeah. of it. And, and and probably the latter is where the my emotion work, gets worked up on it when you talk about it because they've just darted a bloke. Um, Justin Langer hasn't changed his ways. That's the man they wanted to come in and clean up the rubbish that was going on. And then the bowlers, I say the bowlers because – Remember they put out that statement yeah. when uh, when press release, famous yeah, the press, press release. release, all of them, Hazelwood and yep. um, Stark. There was a, there was another one too, wasn't there? If anyway, there, if there's if there's suspects in this, if you're looking, if you're running a police investigation into how Justin Langer, you know, who was behind, who were the faceless men? Yep. I'm not saying they did it. I'm not saying they didn't. But I'd call the four bowlers in and interview them first, wouldn't you? Yeah. The the the, the the breadcrumb trail towards <laughs> yeah. sections of the bowlers, not all but some, yep. is pretty strong on this one. Yep. And that's okay. I don't have a problem with people having and voicing opinions. But when when you bring someone in with the quality and the skill set that he's got, he then delivers on that. And, yes, there were teething issues and problems around that. But to then be successful, we once judged coaches on success. It didn't matter if you're a good bloke or a bad bloke. If you got the success, you're right. Now we've got a situation where you get the success and, and using the skill set that they you're employed to use, and that's not good enough. 
Yeah. Because it doesn't suit certain people right now for you to have that skill set. And this is the intersection of how life's changed, right? It's the old brigade and the old school versus the young, and we're all dealing with it in our businesses every day. Yeah. Like, I relate, to, I can just see this same scenario happening in so many workforces around the place. Ultimately, in this instance, with Justin, um, I, my view is he had to go, Damo. And I don't think that's necessarily right or fair. Yep. So I'm not saying it's the right decision. Yep. But where it got to, for whatever reason, he had lost sections of the of the group. But so what? They're winning. And that's all that matters in sport. All it once mattered, Hutt, yeah. in sport. The, the, the difference, I guess, in cricket is that the coach is not – it's not the coach's team. No. It's the captain's team. And if the captain's not on board with you in, as the coach, you, you ultimately can't last. You say that. You say that. Yet they had a summer for the ages leading into yeah. I mean, I know that the Pat opposition Cummins, I'm sure, privately would argue, we only had a summer for the ages because we're playing a third-rate English team. We've got the coach to sit back and do, do nothing and be more governance-led and let the others come in. And it illustrates my point in the first place that change is needed. And as uncomfortable as it is, yep. there's a new sheriff in town. Let's rip the bandit off. Now, it, he couldn't really – we could have committed to that view publicly, but – he was either advised not to or chose not to. It was a really poor decision for Cricket Australia to put him up on the climate for cricket. Well, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think they put him up, did they? I, I, that, to me, had the had the hallmarks of a private deal. Oh, did it? Well, if it I, again, I, I'll stand corrected on that aspect of it, but it was a climate well, initiative. and It was it was a bad decision to speak that day I, because all it did was inflame yeah. his lack of support for the coach. Absolutely, it did. On the on the very day, the day before and the day of, I heard him on yep. with Sam Edmund actually on the on the morning of the board meeting. Yep. So, oh, I think pumping up the same climate initiative. I I, I thought I took that Hutchie as a private business deal, not 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 a cricket Australia one. He, so he was I no could one, be wrong on that. There was no one to take the, the keys to the Australian team when Tim Payne issue happened. When it did happen, he was he was the only option, and then they have success. The decision right. was made then, though, wasn't right. it? Well, he, he wasn't. I, don't I, think he still I suspect captain. he said, oh, "I'm going to do this," but there's a few things that are important to me. One's getting a new coach at some stage. I, 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 I suspect that's my that's, take on it. Yeah, the decision he, was he made said, before the I want, 20 World I want Cup. Smith to help me, and I want to work with you on moving into a new coaching area because I, I can't. My style of easy going isn't going to work with his style of hard nose. So, yep. are we all on the same page? I suspect that's what happened, right? Yep. No disrespect to Justin, we all really like him, but he's a hard nose. Oh, and I'm going to run an easygoing culture, and these two things aren't going to go together. So I think that's what happened. So then Pat Cummins gets his team, gets to the end of the summer, and Cricket Australia say, look, it's going to be hard for us now. Like, Is there a way here, Pat? And he goes, look, I'm pretty committed to my own style here and my own way, and we all want to be comfortable and, and spoke to a few of the guys. No, no, you can understand that view from Pat. He's got his man already, Archie. Now, whether this plays out this way, and I don't even claim to know who Pat Cummins' man is, but part of your theory there I'm fully on board with I'll go a step further he would have had I want if it's Bayless insert or insert name here to be the replacement and and that would have had a nudge nudge wink wink sign off I reckon before the summer even started well, he had unusual it might be McDonald it might be Bayless it's, you keep him it's Bayless at the time of appointment he was the only option right they, I know they interviewed two Smith as well but he really was the only option for them to sell public so he had power in that discussion didn't he? Yeah. He could sit across a table like no one before him has ever done it. He's not begging for the captaincy. He's saying, I'm, I really want to do it, but there's a few things that come with it for me. Yeah. I don't think any anyone appointed before him has had that luxury. Here's the other thing. If Tim Payne hadn't happened and it gets to the end of the summer now and Tim's retired in Tassie, where it's where it was always the oh, – sorry, the SCG, which was always the plan, Tim goes out and we're now interviewing for a captain. Is Travis Head in the conversation? 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you reckon after the summer yeah. where he's established himself, yeah. one of the player of the G- series? Given he was um, being touted as that person maybe two or three years ago, potentially, and now oh, he's had, a, oh, now he's had the, a, a summer with the bat to back that. Uh, it's a 50 50, isn't it? Yeah, probably. If is. you rewind the exercise, and so he hasn't got the same power in that conversation. Yeah. Langer probably gets through, doesn't he? He probably does. Or yeah. he could get through. Yeah. 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 So, you know, Travis Head, I think, but would have been very hard to beat on the it, back of that summer as the, as the captain. It's quite incredible, though, that in the space of not even four years, Hutchie, that yep. they can take themselves back, I feel, in, in a public perception sense, to the Sambay Pagate moment, in, yep. that, in that it's for different reasons. But there's just no. I don't have respect for cricket Australia, Hutchie, for how it's handled. And and, and Nick Hockley was just a, stop talking. And as we speak today, he's got plans to ring up the old disgruntled cricketers and ring up the current cricketers yep. and, and tell them their side of the story, please. As if as if Adam Gilchrist is going to really listen to what Nick Hockley's got to say. Adam Gilchrist is his own man. He's he's got yep. his opinions. He knows what's going on. And it's an unusual situation that we have so many. We have this era of greatness that is still hanging around the game in influential. Spots in media and being and adding great value, you know, Ponting, Gilchrist, you know, Hayden. Yep. So it is a bit of a weird one in footy. We don't really hear the, the ex-players' views almost irrelevant. You know, when someone ex-player comes in and says, "Sack the coach," you go, oh, "Turn it up," or you know, like, what do you, yeah. what would you know about the modern era? Whereas the, our ex-Australian creators are very active in the in their voices around the game. And that's a good thing. So yeah, very. And I, I feel for cricket straight now. I'd, I'd say it a bit differently. They like were damned if they did and damned if they didn't. What they should have done, though, however, was made a call. They should have said, look, people aren't going to understand this, but we've made a decision to move on from Justin Langer. We thank him for his four years. Yeah. He's been an unbelievable. It'll be a tough day for Justin. We really feel for him on this. Yeah. He's done an incredible job. Let's run through his – but for, for reasons that we don't want to get into today, we're going to go into a new era, new reset, yeah. new captain. That was the path they had to go. Yeah. And it wouldn't. It would have still tasted bad, but it, it wouldn't have been as – Go through the rigmarole of the – Six to eight hour board meeting, or whatever it was, and and then then offer him the but it would have been the, a, the, the, the publicly attempted face saving. Oh, you can coach until the next T Twenty World Cup, but not any longer. And just to defend the CEO for a second, it would have been oh, well. You do because you well got because business I, I understand with him and, what it's like in that seat on a small scale. So you've got to appease at the board meeting. This is how it would have gone. Well, if the players don't want him, get rid of him. Voice number one at the table. Yeah. Voice number two. Hang on a minute. He's one of the because, greats of Australian because cricket. Because also, th- those board members, Hutchie, would be speaking to Pat Cummins. They would have all, one yeah. of the, one, well, at least I, one of them would I, have made it his, his or her I spoke job. to old mate in the lift the other day, and he reckons <laughs> yeah. this. And then the fourth um, guy or girl says, well, hang on. And back in my day, this would never have happened. And, so <laughs> yeah. in it, and then the fifth person who's younger says, no, no, what do you understand about this new generation is this. And so he's got all that coming with him. Yeah. And he probably isn't um, in a definitive position to say, He's probably not at the Gil McLaughlin run of his CEO career where he can push back and say, hey, listen, yeah. this is what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, well, he's see, probably trying to compromise it, so it's everyone. It was the wrong call, but seeing, seeing I Seeing you raised Hutchie there, I, I, I did take down this quote that he said, which just annoys me. This is what he said the other day. There's a lot of things annoy you, though. Uh, we, always, we are always trying to build trust. The fact you're trying to build it means you're not going to get it. Yeah, I think that's hard. Well, what's it mean? How have they built trust? How have they built trust in in sacking, effectively sacking, the man that they anointed and appointed to fix okay. up the other reason they had to try and build some trust? So put yourself in his shoes. If you've inherited Sandpaper Gate as the CEO, you've had to actually put a lot of time and energy into restoring faith, trust, and confidence in the national brand. Yep. You've had to work through the Smith situation, the Warner situation, and the Payne situation. Before you go any further, it was more important, though, for Cricket Australia then to have, when they use the word trust, from the eyes of the public, 
than their own yep. constituents. Do you, do you agree with that? You brought Langer in. You yeah. probably recognise early on that he's going to be an old school, hot gospeling, crash or crash through sort of coach, yep. which is needed for a time, but not sustainable for a long time. And then you've got to try and manage that. It's not an easy thing to solve when you've got... There would be players in the Australian team who would, who would still wish he was there. You know, like it's not an easy thing to solve. Well, I, I hope they're all happy now and uh, let's see what happens yeah, well, if the go. results don't come. You know? that's, that's the thing, though. They're they'll, they'll all be happy, though. Live they, and they, die. They won't be, the, the fire and brimstone won't be there. They've and... got to live and die by the sword. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think we need to go to the think, uh, um, collective mind. I hope they make. I hope they fast-track Travis Head into a vice-captaincy at least. I think he's now he's an established player. There's a greater role for him in a straight cricket. Anyway, we'll move on. Smith still harbours it, though, doesn't he, Hutchie? Smith, Smith will want it back again. And you know my views on that. He can't get that job again after what he did in South Africa. This reminds you of the era of, you know, Darren Ramshaw and uh, Martin Stillman. And... <laughs> Darren Ramshaw? <laughs> <laughs> when you were da- covering, covering the Sheffield Shield, <laughs> the Victorian cricket team. X- XWA cricketer Darren Ramshaw. Um, and it was Darren with an I, remember? Yes. D-A-R-R-I-N. I remember. <laughs> Good man. Um... Sam McClure, Caroline Wilson, collective mind, nine slash age, uh, basically pulling every single, well, every major story published under those bylines on the Adelaide Crows camp. 13, I think, of them in the end. And an an, uh, unreserved apology. Unreserved apology. and, And, yeah, again, withdrawal of all articles on any online platform. What'd you take on all of that? Well, I might defer to you first on this because I know you've got some strong views and I'll, I'll give you mine. Well, as we speak, it's, um, we like to tell our listeners when it is. It's 7 a.m. on the Tuesday of this particular week. I attempted to call Sam yesterday. I didn't, just didn't get him. Um, so I haven't got his take on it and I'd like to have his take before. His personal take, like private take, so to speak, and, and before I say everything I want to say on this. So, so I'll park some of my view the next week until I've got a further... Clearer understanding. Park. No, what was your gut I'll, reaction when you saw it? My gut reaction is it's it's as bizarre a story as I've ever seen. In yep. in that in that there's a quill of water attached to it, which we'll get to in in a moment. You've got an organisation which which has reached the, the legal settlement on on basically retracting the the articles in question with the uh, mo- the body of, of collective mind, the the organisation which ran the camp um, at, at a time when the same news organisation, is is backing another of its constituents, and that being our man Winks, Nick McKenzie. Yeah, that's an obvious all the way, analogy. All the way, you know, through major court action with the Ben Roberts Smith situation. Yep. Now, that's a real broad brush take on it, Hutchie. The specifics back to the Caro and, and, and Sam, and I've got as much time for, for, for both those journos as I've, as I've ever had in the game. I just want to table that. I reckon Sam is the... Is the is I wouldn't say the the next gun. He, he is a gun. He is the gun. Um. So yeah, that that's all where I'm at. But I, I when I read that, and I had no line of sight on the legalities of it until it was in the public yep. domain. Was it Friday or Saturday of last week? Um. I was blown away that the fact that the organisation has decided to remove the stories from their own platforms. It doesn't look like there was any cash still either. It looks like it was just a. Uh Costs and apology. There's a reference to costs being covered by yep. the the journalist, which was interesting in itself too. So we're missing something here. There's there's so much unknown here, and we're missing something because if you were um, reading this naively, you would look at it like the way I did, which is to try and understand why the Age newspaper, which has been a beacon of uh, journalism and respect for a long time and remains so, and has stood behind news for a long time, yep, would in one part be, albeit in a bigger business, part of a, an uh, an act of Stand on your story, Ben Robert Smith, regardless of the legal fees, 
and not at the same breath be inclined to take on a small business in Adelaide over a story that it showed great courage on on the way through. Yep. So how how is the age? Because uh, it's ostensibly, you know, I know it's a it's a nine, and it's a little bit of a you know pretty classified. Um, Carazar are in the back end, and all, but it was a, this was an age issue, really, right? Yeah, you yeah, know, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, no, absolutely, it was. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. articles, the articles in question were, were age published yeah. articles, and, and and with with some drama around them. Not, they, were, not, they were big spreads. I mean, we've talked about the philosophy of this for a long time, and it, it gets more uncomfortable for me as we get more into publishing as well. But ostensibly, the, as a publisher, the matter is this: you need to stand behind your your people and your story if you believe in them, regardless of how uncomfortable. It I, is. I agree. They haven't done that here. No, they haven't. And I, and I, I don't know why. Because they haven't yet made the calls I want, want to make on it. And so they might have a reason for that that we don't know or understand. I, I would doubt that they've second-guessed the story, though. I I think that they've probably thought this was the path of least resistance and it would go away. But it, it sends a pretty um, stiff message to its journalists that if... Have you spoken to Kerrick? Uh, briefly about it, yeah. But, but again, I don't know whether the, you're able to relay some of that. Well, it wasn't. Re- Caro wasn't really involved or part of it, and was away in the Netherlands and was a fair way from it, and so hasn't really yeah, that... ridden the ridden the bumps of it. Where Sam clearly has, because he was. Um... Oh, he's defiant, Hutchie. I mean, I, I I made sure I listened to what yeah. he said last night on on sports. I didn't hear it at the time and he, he had... said it, but I, I caught up with it last night. And he um, clearly he clearly entered it for a quill at the time. Well, that's yeah. At the time when it was already illegal. Situation, so he was would, it? He would have the the, the well, action had started then. Well, I read, I read that it had been going for some time. Should he give that back? Well, no. And I, I don't, I don't have an answer to that. I, I don't, I, I can't give an answer on that one to that question I've just asked you right now because I don't know the background to the action. But ultimately, if if you have a situation though where the article I, that, I, that won the award, Hutchie, the articles plural article. Um, is not accessible anywhere right now, legally. I mean, you might be able to find a, a bodgy copy of it, but if you can't access it now, if, if it had gone to, if it had gone, does to, it exist? If it had gone to court, and you got, you know, a mighty media company on the left, and you've got a small Adelaide business on the right, you've got a fair chance of winning. I, mean, I don't really understand. There's something that we don't know and understand. I'm sure there's good reasons for everyone involved, but I, I feel for Sam in this, in the sense of the journalistic sense that, yeah, yeah, that you stand by your story, and he. Now I don't want to. Par- I, he's effectively standing by it still. I, I, don't, I haven't heard anything that he said publicly, which he did say on Sports Day last night. And that, he can't, make me, that makes me think he's backing away from what he wrote. And you can't win either way from here because if you still stand by your story, people think you're being stubborn. If you um, if you apologise, people say you know. So you're not. I, my my view would be just got to move on and get on with things. You're not going to be defined. That's easier said yeah. than done. Because we've oh, been, been in these it. moments. I've, yeah, I've yeah. been through it. Yeah. <laughs> we've been in these. You got to put just... it in the revision mirror quickly and move on. And... You don't put it. In the, you don't put it in the revision mirror quickly. I, I don't care who you are. You don't. It takes. Well, our incidents were twenty just... plus years ago, Hutchie, and I still think about mine every second week. I was really surprised that they weren't kind of there to the last day swinging with him on this, given their mind and power. Yeah. Um, I must admit. So. Whether they, A, just thought it was the easier path that, of least resistance. That's what I can't get my head around right now. I reckon they're surprised by the reaction to it. So I don't reckon they – I reckon they thought, ah, oh, well, we'll just, you know, we'll say sorry and move on and no one's going to think it, it'll be two paragraphs in the paper. I don't think they realised it goes to the heart of what a journalist is, which is – Absolutely. You know, you take, you, you take risk and you investigate. They clearly thought they could get a player or people involved on the record to defend them and they couldn't. Yeah. 
So the, the sources weren't there when he probably needed them because well, they were worried what, about their future employment, which is understandable. There's you know there's a lot of those players who've moved on into jobs. and So the players have gone, it's all too hard. And it's, we've had these conversations yep. dozens of times, Hutchie. So you, you, you can have your off-the-record conversations, but if they're not yep. going to go on record, you ultimately can't prove it. I mean, I think if you're, if you're going to invest in journalism, want to benefit from the story. Which they did. It, they did. I mean, they went harder on that angle, that camp you, story you than, than other outlets. Every other outlet yeah. claimed to have a story. We, I mean, every outlet ran stories on it. You need to stand. They went harder. You and, need to and, stand behind it and defend it till the last day, if you believe it to be true. Yep. If you don't believe it to be true, and I, I haven't heard them say that, they, they've apologised. But you know. But but the Ben Robert Smith comparison right now is is obviously a stark one. But but it actually brings home the point that we've both referred to here without having answers to. The same organisation is this is this is organisation shaping this Ben Robert Smith one with with the stakes at play here. So I admire every party involved in that. Everyone's committed to their view. They're prepared to fight for their on both sides of that. Yep. Like that's that's people saying, you know, doubling down, standing behind it. So yeah, the stakes have been higher in in, in my time anyway, Hutchie, on a, on a journalist versus subject. Yeah. court than, than Winks versus this one. My, my guess is that the age thought, okay, it's a path of least resistance here. We can't get any player to prove the story. It's going to get, it's going to drag on. We really don't want to keep commenting on it. It's going to keep coming up on television and radio and newspapers. And so maybe it's just easier to make it go away. I, I suspect that's what happened. Yeah. But the unfortunate consequence of that is that they haven't stood behind the people that broke the story. Everyone refers unless to- Unless they are doubting their own story, which we don't know, and that would be... Yeah, you know, a possibility. Well, I, guess. I, I don't. You, you've raised that. What are you, are you suggesting that? Because I, I don't detect that. I, not, not on the. I, not I think on it's the one words of the, I heard last night. I think it's one of the the um, most interesting. This will be argued in twenty years. This story of what really happened. We haven't really heard from people, but uh, most people involved are now gone. Coach, CEO, yeah. players, and they've all got other jobs in footy. Something and, pretty significant happened on that camp. Oh, Can we, we all that. agree on that? We know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the collective minds aren't exactly. Um, you know, Rio Tinto or BHP with multi-billion dollar balance sheets and fifteen corporate lawyers. Like, yeah, if if you believed in the story, you had to, you had to see him in court, didn't you? It, the truth, the, the, the word truth, Hutchie. It, there's unfortunately for for where it's all got to, there, there is no truth unless you got someone on record. Unfortunately, well, you often argue this. There's just versions of events. Yeah. There's no truth. Yeah, you, would, would you agree with that? Well, the smoking gun was the one that was missing, which was a player with a name to it. Right, that was. The smoking gun, it doesn't get to here if that happens. Yep. And so that's unfortunate because... Doesn't mean it, it didn't happen. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. And there are versions of the truth. And and the public, Everyone's... which loves to have a say in all these things, particularly when a, when a journo's in the, yep. uh, in the cross sites, um, will just take the, the view that it's wrong, which, which annoys me as, a, as, a, as an industry yep. lover. Now, just on the, the, the quill piece, the, the News Limited have written... Uh, about that in the, in recent days as to whether and I think at the time they may have expressed some oh did they yeah well that they were certainly covering the story don't forget at the time not not quite to the same detail but they were covering it wasn't like that news didn't cover the Adelaide camp story. Oh, no, I, yep. I think every media outlet had a yep. had stories on it yeah but but none to the depth of you think it's fair and reasonable the way that the news have covered it um because obviously it's it's a free hit against the opposition, right? It was. You? I'll tell you what it was. It was a dollar oh one to yep. be their follow up story. The day yep. it broke, um, and let, okay, I will say this too, Hutchie. I don't think they're the only media outlet that 
has raised this issue too and is driving agendas behind the scene too. I mean, you know what we like as an industry. The moment someone's in the gun for something that everyone, everyone piles on. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's interesting. But I, I'm keen to hear Caro's view when it because she's got a view on everything and I'm keen to Yeah, well, I think don't – don't shoot the messenger return last week, and it was a wonderful return last was week. It? So when's week that? Week ahead Jane? of us. Jane, Jane Great devotes. reaction, and that's on being recorded. In fact, you'll see Carol in the lobby in about 10 minutes. For <laughs> <laughs> so next. Can we get her on? Can we, uh, can I, can we use your power as the boss of the I'm entire organisation to, to, to make her, have Carol make her first public comment on, no, you'll on download um, the Don't Shoot the Messenger on podcast. On Mind Gate on the sounding board rather than Don't Shoot the Messenger. Download the Don't Shoot the... Here's the other thing with collective minds, right? Did it actually, for all their efforts to clear their name, did it actually, does it end up doing that in the end? Or do you still like, do you think any differently of them than you did yesterday? No, nah. no. Nah. And, and Workplace South Australia being the oh. the, the body that, yeah. that clear them? Workplace. Workplace. Work, insert work state South name Australia. Here. Yeah, insert state who, name here. Who, yep. yeah. who emailed the player saying, can you tell us what happened? Yeah. Tell us a reply. And they didn't even get replies? Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's... Uh, we get probably getting two. Um, that, that, by the way, it's been good for those guys, though. They um, they have now uh, after the, after that win, WorkSafe South Australia. There's a couple of their key staff who are being poached by Asada, <laughs> looking at roles. They realised that a two or three year investigation didn't glean a lot, and Asada have got them on the radar. Have talent profiled them as potential people to look into. I think it's inactivity changed. of Asada actions. I think it's changed names, Archie, to Sport Integrity Australia now. Oh, it has not. Has it? I think it has. Oh, can you bring that next week for me? Yeah, I there is a Sport Integrity Australia body. I think I think it is the body. Um, James just pointing something been, out to me. Hutchie, been a long running. It's been we, long. Yeah. What else you got, Damo? Oh, I've got plenty, Hutchie. We've got, well. Oh, the, got, I've got a lot of things. U turn of the summer. Can I just give you the U turn of the summer? The U turn of the summer. Yep. Yep. Won't name the paper. Won't name the circumstance. Um, won't won't uh, offer any commentary on it other than this. I will if you don't. Um, on the Saturday, um, one outlet was um, completely charmed by Vince Colosimo demo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was at the Piper Hide Chick um, <laughs> drinking French bubbles. We, we, we love Vince, don't we? And, and there was, according to this newspaper, there was definitely some testosterone in the room. Vince Colosimo, there is something about Vince, was the line heard among the breathless. And we ain't talking COVID doll, according to the quotes. Despite dubious headlines over the years, some oh. written in this column and his former partner. I read this, actually. Sabella Sugar making a court appearance this week. The Queller reported... Opportunistic con woman out to extort him. This was this Colosimo was a... just can't be cancelled. Colosimo just can't be cancelled, Damo. This is an Alice Costa column, isn't it? Yeah, I remember. I remember reading this now. Yep, oozing with charm. Yeah. The recently single underbelly star told this publication he is done with all the histronics and toxic relationships. There is something about Vince. He's moved on. He's great friends with his former partner. It goes on to say, and he's put his life in perspective. He's refused to be weighed down. So life's going well for Vince? Refused to be weighed down by the opportunities or the haters. He refused to be weighed down by the haters because <laughs> there were none in the room. And w women are swooning And it finished with this. Pant, pant, swoon. All right? <laughs> I think Same I know publication 36 hours later. <laughs> Same byline or not? No. Right. Vince Colosimo charged with drug driving for a second time. So... Vince got cancelled 36 hours after the column that he couldn't be cancelled. That's unlucky. <laughs> I, I find that funny, Hutchie, but I don't know whether I, I don't know whether our list is fine. Any of this stuff funny, but anyway, I find that funny. 
So, so no, Vince is not cool anymore. He's and one of the Piper, the Piper marquee. He's won everyone over. He's charmed the room. He's got the Vince's turn the corner story, and then thirty six hours later, <laughs> he's leading the dot com dot au. And they drove that that second story harder than the first one. Didn't they they, did. they yeah. rode that one like they did the first time he was on those. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, in fairness to everyone involved, it wasn't to be known that the case was there underneath the situation. And I, the, the first column was written tongue in cheek. I'm not even going to go to anyone. I'm just saying it was very, very ironic that. Uh, you commit to the new leaf story just 36 <laughs> hours before the charge. And I'm not saying we're not offering no, no, any, no, no. any commentary on the allegations no, un- yeah, to be tested in court. We're just merely um, pointing out the irony. Uh, I wanted to touch on Adam Schefter's reporting of the Tom Brady retirement, but, but we're going um, to park not, that one to We're not week. running out of time. Yeah, we can go as long as we want. Jane's pointing to something on the on the running sheet, which we haven't looked at. Question of the week she's pointing to. So. I'll get you to read out that second of the two questions, Hutchie, because um, I'm surprised you haven't raised it uh, to this point already. But this, question of the week is, as always, for Drinkwise. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. And we welcome back Drinkwise for their seventh year partnering the sounding board. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. This summer, take care, have a water between drinks, slow yourself down, think about your decisions, and don't We've miss been a with moment. Drinkwise for the, for, I think, Drinkwise's uh, journey, haven't we, Hutchie? Day one supporters of bringing yep. this content to you, and we thank them for their um, extraordinary social message that comes with our platform. Now, which question am I reading, Jane? Question two. Well, I think the second one's got you. Is this from Mitchell Foley? In fact, in fact, this could be a burner account that you've written in, aren't you? Oh, it's from. Uh, I reckon this is a burner. Oh, you're account. setting me up because you want to throw oh. one back at me. I see how it goes. No, I'm not setting you up. No, I, I don't. just don't want to read this one out. In- insert. Well, what would you, 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 don't you be a hypocrite because you've just done this. I can see how this is going to go. Right, I'll play along, Damon. JB is taking a month off. Says Messiah from the Rush Hour. It's been a tough two weeks back. Who will miss more shows this year? JB on the Rush Hour or me on Off the Bench? I missed two or three and running six weeks of the okay, there's your hospital. Righto. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I thought you'd go a different path with that. JB was working last week. J- JB was working on Triple M, beautifully as always, in January, Hutchie. I haven't heard your uh, your stable stars back yet. And and you, you hang it on me for daring to take a contracted ten weeks off. Gary Lyon and Tim Watson have not been seen and last I checked won't be seen until or heard until about April. February twenty eighth. They're, they're back. <laughs> Last Long, longer summer than normal, and and left left on October twelfth, late November. You 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 employ people to have holidays, Hutchie. JB, I, I can no longer add any commentary around. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you've got him I'm, covered. I'm you snooking. and your people I'm have got snooking. him covered. Yeah, I, I, what what I would say is this. <laughs> And, and to Miss Arg's point, you have been missing off your show. I've missed, last I've week. missed a couple, so yeah. I'll be I'll be there ongoing and. JB is probably not contract to work in February anyway, so that's fair enough, don't we? And it's been, you know, we've had a pretty tough couple back. of years with COVID, so trying to, trying to look after people long term has become more important. Actually, I think they're taking the, you know, what out of you? You used to hang it on me for taking. I've got ten weeks yep. in my deal, and I've, I've publicly declared that you helped. You helped effectively. You gave me eight when I first started with you. Yeah. No, well, I just managed to increase it to ten, and I'm so grateful for that. I needed every single could, day of those ten I've just had, Hutchie. I love it. So I might as well clear that while we can. So, but but some people, some people in your staff, are up to sixteen and seventeen, Hutchie. Gary and Gary and Tim are the number one podcast breakfast radio show in Australia. Comfortably, they have built an enormous following. And they are at a point of their... And good on them. But you are paying them to have holidays, yeah, Hutchie, and I'm jealous. So let me explain to you. So they're at a point of their lives 
you know, where they don't want or need to work 52 weeks a year, five days a week at five o'clock in the morning. Fair and reasonable? Don't get all defensive and soppy. I'm just you, explaining to you. you. Why, are you getting, why are you always turn this way when it's so turning having, back on you? Having a little you le- now want to play the heart card, do you? Having a little less They're of them. They're tired. Good on them. Having a little less of them to keep them fresh for the next de- decade is a bit better than not having them at all. That's the decision I made. So there you but go. Maybe that's a decision James Brayshaw's made very successfully over the journey yeah, too. Except he made it when he was 23. <laughs> <laughs> Hutch, he called cricket the whole summer. I mean, the only, the only games he missed on uh, on the test was when there was a COVID scare went through the Channel 7 commentary booth. Yeah. He's had a big How summer. How did he get to the triple inbox? Did he get within 10 metres of it in the cricket? Called the first ball, put it out on Facebook, on social, so it went viral. And then he said, I'll see you at the wrap-up party. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not having. I'm, I'm. I'm totally on this. On the same page. With you've, geez, you've got all serious to finish this show. I, no, I, 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 I like knew you were going to ask that. So I thought I'd get it. I did that. No, Miss Ag. Yusuf poor on Facebook did, and you, you went all serious there. What's going on? Well, I'd clear that up week one day, mate. Jeez. There you go. You got got one to finish? Or are you done? No, we're done. We're done because uh, we've got plenty of other topics. But they're. Um, yeah, See, I'll tell you what. I'm looking time. forward to tomorrow. Is what. Valandi's announces because that'll be on your radar for next week, won't it? Is it tomorrow? He's announcing yes. that. Is, is it going to be this? this is something we would like to have had information on. Is it going to be a two-mile staying race? I know nothing at all. I've not spoken to a person hand on heart. If I'm a bookie is and, it, I, and I'm betting on what it is. Yep. I've it's a, that, a staying I've, race? I've got that $2.70 favourite, yeah. Over oh, the same distance even? I reckon. And yeah. more money. Well, <laughs> the sort of thing you'd do, right? <laughs> the sort of thing you'd do. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see you tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this has been The Sounding Board. Welcome oh, you're, back. You're wrapping up. Do we, do we offend anyone today? Hopefully, hopefully not. Good, good, fair-natured commentary. Just got a bit serious at the end there. I don't like that. Um, anyway, episode one, we're away. Series seven of The Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to The Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise.